How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Amy Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jamie Filer, and I am joined today by two very special guests, Micah and Diana Lassert of HitchFit, of Rock Body Retreats, of, oh my gosh, of so many things. You guys wear so many different hats. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and making time today. What a blessing and opportunity to be here. We are so excited to talk to you. Yeah, thank you so much for having us on, Jamie. <laughs> it is our pleasure. Matthew couldn't stop raving about you after the rock body retreat. I mean, the guy was, he was giddy. I'm pretty sure he's still on a high. So tell people a little bit about the hats that you wear, what you do. I love the tank top. Uh, tell us about yourselves. You first. All right. Well, I guess I get to go first. Uh, well, I'm as you said, I'm Diana Shalula Sert, and um, Micah and I, I, we have been the owners of of HitchFit, our online personal training, and our we have gyms in Kansas City. We are hitting. Uh, we we hit 14 years uh, of running that business in February, so we're one of the OGs. <laughs> OGs. <laughs> we're one of the OGs in that in that space. So it's been very uh, very interesting and very rewarding. Uh, to just to to be able to be in the industry, we we do transformation. Transformation and training has kind of been our lane since the very get go. So we just we work with clients all over the world. We have clients in eighty one countries. Uh, we've helped them shed over six hundred thousand pounds of fat since we started. And then we have two brick and mortar gyms in Kansas City and a team of trainers here. So we do we do some one on one and kind of the same thing that we do in the online space. It's just, we actually have the one-on-one -on -one interaction with people. And then, as you mentioned, we we're now part of rock body retreats. So we're kind of taking the transformation journeys just to another level and taking them to places like Mexico. And we have a trip coming up in Asheville in September and really just kind of digging deep and just getting to that interaction time. And it's, you know, we're having fun on the beach, but we're also just really getting to know people and figuring out how we can help them where they are at in their journey and how we can just kind of push them forward so that they can level up. <laughs> level up. I mean, we, we just enjoy waking up every single day, JB, and just like giving back to people. Um, you know, we all, we both went through our own transformations, you know, many, many years ago, we understood how that felt, how that made us, uh, uh, much more successful in life and in our clarity and our focus and confidence and strength and 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 then being able to kind of be a part of other people's transformations we found out was even more rewarding than our own transformation itself and so we've been slightly addicted to transforming people's lives for many decades now <laughs> you know we talk about addiction as something bad i don't really look at it as bad i, I just enjoy helping and making as big of an impact as possible We've done that through HitchFit and and now, you know, our new baby in rock body uh, with Brit, um, we're 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 trying to help transform people's lives there as well. That's absolutely incredible. And I know that that both of you competed. Uh, I don't know if Diana told you, my, um, Micah, I don't know. If, one second. Let me start this again, because I'm really still fangirling. Diana, I saw you on stage for the first time in 2004 in Toronto, Ontario in fame, and you had a torso that just kept going. And I said, 
if she doesn't win everything all the time, I don't, it's incredible. I was 17 and my eyes were like, oh my God. Wow. So to interview you now. Absolutely incredible. Right. Which is why I'm going to try to work on my elocution. Um, but how oh, do you guys transition out of the competitor space and into the service and impact industry? How did we do Well, I think for me, so when I first competed, I had, well, when I started fame, I had gone through my transformation maybe a year or so before that, but I was, I struggled with my weight and I, you know, I had these dreams within the fitness industry. Like I had oxygen magazines everywhere and like literally just, you know, like tear the pages out and I had Monica Brantz and you know, everybody just all over my walls. And I was like, man, I want to do that someday. I got to be that someday. But in the meantime, I was overeating. I was, I was drinking a lot. I was just not taking care of myself. I was working out, but I would just had these really horrible habits that were sabotaging me. And I kind of just woke up one day and I was like, I'm so sick of feeling like this. I, I just, and I'm so sick of having these dreams and these goals. And I know that like the path I'm on is not going to get me where those girls are. And I, it was kind of just an aha moment. I, I flipped everything. I mean, I just, I, I cut every, the, you know, whether it was just people that were bad influences on me and just the negative habits. And I completely just focused on, I want to compete. I want to get on stage. I want to be in magazines. Like I got to find my people, you know, I just got to figure out, like, I know people are doing this. I got to figure out how to, how to get there. So I went through that journey myself and it was hard. You know, I lost 50 pounds to step on my first stage. And like, I had no idea I had abs. Like, who knew? I mean, and you know, as I got leaner, I remember when I very first saw them and I would be like in the mirror, like, oh, oh there's like a shadow, you know, and be like, oh, oh, and, oh, did you see that? And it was so exciting to like know that that discipline had led to that result. And I just wanted more. And, you know, I and going through that, how it changed me and how it changed the complete trajectory of my life, literally. I wouldn't have met him. We wouldn't have hitch fit all of these things that make my life so full. I wouldn't have any of them if I hadn't chosen that path. And so I want people to experience that too. So that's kind of, it's like, I got to go through it and I know, like, I know what it feels like on that side and I know what it feels like on this side and I want people to feel that too. So that's kind of where it comes from for me. I came from the other direction. So I was like really skinny and kind of insecure about being skinny. I, I had a kind of a adult bully growing up and it, it was very difficult and that can kind of shatter, you know, a lot of your confidence and stuff as a young boy. And, and then, you know, when I got to college, I was like, man, I'm going to take control back. And much like her, it was like, I wanted to look like the guys on the covers, the magazines I wanted. I, I, my, my idol at that time was like, Van Damme, I was like, man, I want to look like that dude. And it looked like an attainable body. You know, it wasn't like a gigantic bodybuilder. Um, it, it was a body that I, that I really thought, you know, if I put some work in, I could get to. Um, and then I just remember like that was 97. And then in 05, I got on my first cover. And I mean, I started at 138 pounds and I was living in Kansas City, which had no fitness at all. Yeah. And to make that happen, it was just like a lot of drive, a lot of discipline. And so she came up in the fit in the competitor space. I came up in the fitness modeling space. So doing all the magazines and, and I did some TV reality and 
and whatnot. And so then when we met, she kind of like guilted me into competing. Her and Paul Vallette were like, dude, you have to step on stage. And I was like, I don't want to step on stage, dude. I like doing the magazine stuff. <laughs> and and so then I got on there and I remember the first the first year I got on there, I was like, Bad. I was not ready. <laughs> And, and, and I got ninth in the world. Like my body was in a decent place, but like I, my stage present was terrible. And then two years later I won the world championship. So it was like, you know, like, and then I retired, <laughs> but she always had passion towards that. Um, we were able to kind of utilize a lot of that success when we opened up hitch fit in 09. Um, you know, but there were a lot of years before that working on building into uh, not only our, our personal growth and clout, but but also building the framework and, and foundation for what would be HitchFit. Wow. So, okay, so so let's talk about the, the birth of HitchFit, Kansas City, Missouri. I mean, you alluded to it a little bit before, right? People could say, oh, but it's so small. Oh, but it's nothing but farm. Like, how do you <laughs> overcome? What, what was your thought process? What did you manifest? What did you visualize? How did you utilize the law of attraction or Facebook ads um, in order to... <laughs> to grow a brick and mortar in Kansas City, Missouri. So she's talking Facebook ads. I'm going to bring you back to MySpace. <laughs> so, so, so Jamie, I'm about to blow your mind with this. So, you know, you know, algorithms and how Facebook works. I was a social media guy. I loved marketing. I loved fitness. And so I lived in Kansas City, but I, what I did was with, with MySpace is there, the algorithm was like very simple. It was post and it forced everyone to see it that okay. was on your friends list. So all I kept thinking was, if I can grow a giant friends list, everyone will be forced to see everything I post. And so, I mean, I built it to like 150,000 people on MySpace and my nickname was Hitch. You didn't even use your real name at that point. Yeah. And so my nickname was Hitch. She didn't even know my real name for like the longest time. And, and then, you know, one by one, what I started doing, it was like, kind of facilitating in the fitness magazines to build a little bit of relevance. And then from there, um, I was doing this transformation type of training in Kansas City one-on-one -on -one with my clients, uh, which I was really inspired by Bill Phillips many years before that in 97 with EAS and Body for Life. And, and then um, I had this girl from Canada named Mo who reached out in like 05, 06, and was like, man, I wish I could work with you. You know, um, and I was like, it was the light bulb. I had never seen online personal training before that. It was not being like marketed anywhere. And so I was like, you know what? I'll make you a plan. Four months later, she's down like 30 or 40 pounds. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have something here. But, you know, I was like one of the pioneers in the space. So it's like trying to explain to people what it actually is. Because all we know is conventional one-on-one -on -one training. Right. You know, and so that's where it really where it evolved. When we met in 08, I was showing her exactly what I was doing. I knew she would one day be my wife. Like, and and I was right in the creation of launching Hitch Fit. And then she, you know, God presented me this amazing gift. And then all of a sudden it was like it was a marriage all in one. And 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 Hitch Fit was the baby. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So, so it obviously, it didn't fall into your lap. You obviously work very hard, right? 150,000 people, um, doesn't just happen. And obviously you have to convince them and build social proof that your gym is the go-to space. So I guess the first nugget that we can take away from people listening is what would you tell people who say, Oh, my city is just too small, 
or my network is just too small. I can't grow the way HitchFit has grown. Oh, well, I mean, I think the thing is like we we didn't take any we didn't take shortcuts. It was it was a lot of just there's there's the work that you have to do. And it's just you got to if you're starting small, just start small, but you just keep building it. And we built HitchFit on content. It was we didn't have a lot of money. We were literally living in an attic for mm -hmm. the first two years of of HitchFit. And we like we played Zelda. That was like date night because we didn't have, we didn't go out. We didn't have any money. Like I didn't even have a car. Like we walked to the gym. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he had a car. Yeah. We had one car, but you know, so it was just like, it was, it was all we did, but we just, we took what we had and then we just added a little more and we added a little more. So it's like, you can't give up. I think that's the thing is like, if you have something, you keep building on it and then you build a little more on it. And for us, it was, it was the transformations and figuring yeah. out, like when we and not everybody shares their story, but when we had people that were like felt so impacted by what had happened in their lives and their bodies and how they felt, they wanted to share their stories. So when we had those people, we make we still do. We I just had an amazing photo shoot on uh, Saturday with mm -hmm. another this amazing story we're going to be putting out. But and we've just been consistent with that method of just we take them through that process and then we want them to feel amazing and celebrated. And so when we got people that would share their stories, we just have been so consistent with content. And now it's like to the point where there's there are so many thousands of hitch fit transformations. But it started with with Mo up in Canada. Mm -hmm. You know, and so it just kind of grew from there. And then we always figured if we can take someone through that process, 10 of their friends are going to want to come to HitchFit or work with us online or come to the gyms. And so it's like our transformation wall used to be like this little billboard, like a little bulletin board. And now it's literally we don't we literally don't have any space on the walls yeah. anymore for pictures. And you know, stored in the cloud. It's too big. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So 14 years running a business, I mean, you mentioned two, I guess, I don't want to say secrets to success because it's not a secret, consistency. Consistency with methodology. You said consistency with posting, consistency with building authority. What else do you think has been able to keep you guys not just running a business, but running the same business yes. for so long when people constantly have to reinvent themselves to keep up? I I. I... I think it comes down to a couple different things. Number one, and I alluded to this earlier, I think it's really important to not put all of your energy into the business when we're talking about social media, okay? And what I mean by this is people get tired of seeing sales. It's important to also bring in a personal aspect of yourself to social media. This now makes you relatable in a lot of different situations. So I, I purposely share a lot of stuff that's going on in our lives. People need to see the ups and downs of your life, along with the trials and storms you go through, not only in your business, but your personal. Now, not everybody is going to be okay with that. Some people are a lot more private. It's been very beneficial to us, though, because people then feel connected to you. With connection comes trust. And for us, I think a big part of that is the relationships that we build. We're authentic. We love transforming people. That There's no denying that. Um, but at the same time, you know, you, you have to have a specific discipline and consistency every single day in how you're utilizing your platform. You know, it's not a place to just spill out emotion. It's a place to lift people up. If our message at 
pitch fit is, hey, we're helping people transform their bodies and lives, then I'm not going to put stuff on the internet that that is, is going to bring people down. That, you know, regardless of what's going on in our life. Now, we share some ups and downs in our lives, but that, again, helps people to become relatable with us. The other thing that's a big, big deal is, is you need to be able to show success with, with, with what you are doing. And for us in the gym world, our success is our people. So a lot of times we don't have to spread that message. They do it for us, yeah. right? Like you make those relationships and you go in and transform somebody's life and you make them feel better and look better and everything that's connected with that, they are actively out being your number one promoter, you know? Um, and, and for us, we don't even ask that. They just are like, dude, I want to be a part of this. This is amazing. Thank you for changing my life. My, my husband lost 25 pounds because I was eating better. My kid now wants to go be active. Like you see the ripple effect with it. And we only worked with one person in the family. And that, that's what it's really about. Wow, that's amazing. So, so you guys have seen so much success with HitchFit Online, the two gyms. When did you, when did you decide you were just going to take on a completely different idea with rock body retreats? How did you know it was a good time? Uh, what made you even interested in the idea in the first place? Well, you know, we, it, it's kind of funny because we, it was something that we had talked about retreats before and it, like, we love traveling. Like we like, like if we're not, at the gym, like I'm playing in a trip, <laughs> you know, it's just like, like we're going to Norway in like 14 days and I'm like, can't wait. I've been planning this trip for like so long. But, um, so we retreats was kind of in our, like, I can look back in my journals and things and like, see where it was written. Like, I was like, man, this is kind of something that I would like to do someday. And we had actually at our 10 year anniversary of Hitchfit, we had, we had done a, like a little retreat, but it really wasn't what we had envisioned. It was, it was just more, we kind of went and like did some hiking with some, some people, <laughs> but um, in 2000, let's see, like, like a little over a year ago, yeah. last January, January. Yep. Um, Travis and Brittany just reached out to us and they rock body was their baby. They had started Rock Body in 2020. They also love traveling. They competed with the WBFF. We didn't know them. Like they had been following mm -hmm. us for oh, stalking a little bit. There, was <laughs> Travis a little, was there a may have been a little bit of stalking <laughs> But because uh, Travis was just, he was a unicorn of a human being and, and he just was, uh, you know, just lit up a room. But he, uh, he just reached out. He was so persistent. And finally we got on a, we got on a zoom call with him last January. I mean, it was only, it's crazy that it was only a little over a year ago. And, and they had their, they had a retreat coming up that was going to be in May of 2022. They asked us to partner with them and, and they kind of already had the structure and we clicked with them immediately. We just like fell in love with them, which is hard. Cause like, we're like, you know, our circle's like small, yeah. like we just come together and we're like, <laughs> you ain't getting in the circle and they got in the circle like so fast <laughs> we like, like we were like yeah okay we'll travel with you and we're like what what is going on but um so it was an 
absolutely incredible time. We were like the four of us after that event, it, it, we were like, wow, it is just because it was so much deeper. It wasn't just us working out. Like people were sharing on, and they were being vulnerable and they were connecting on all of these levels. And it was so beautiful. And we were like, man, people are craving like this, like this authenticity and they're taking their masks off. And it wasn't, Oh, Hey, look at me, I do this and I have all of this money and things. It was like, people were like, man, here's what I'm struggling with. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh man, like I'm struggling with this too. Well, like let's lift each other up. That's what it was. It's absolutely beautiful. So we were like, you know, we were planning the trip for this year, which was back in March. And, um, you know, sadly Travis was uh, passed in, in February in a, and he was up in Wyoming snowmobiling. And so it was, Literally, we got a phone call. We were texting one minute and uh, about two or three hours later, got a call that he was gone. And, you know, this was five or six weeks before the retreat. And, you know, Britt and she, they have twin, uh, twin uh, boy and girl, 11 year old twins. And so we kind of were like, you know, we we had this vision. We, you know, we're like, God has this big plan. And then we're like, God was like, oh, we got a different we're going a different way. And so. You know, we pulled, we just, we, we realized we had to be very strong because a lot of people were now coming into this with a lot of emotion and this retreat was going to look a little different than we anticipated. And I'm telling you, it was the most incredible, one of the most incredible experiences of either of our lives. And we had, again, it was 85 people. It doubled in size from what we had last year. And it was just so beautiful and so powerful and it was there was a lot of raw emotion but people just oh my goodness it was just like just such a powerful life-changing thing where it's like they came we came together and there was there was hurt but we lifted each other up and we helped each other through it and people were just walking away like I'm you know like I'm like this is (laughs) life-changing so even though it's gone a different you know we miss him terribly and he was just, I wish you could have known him. Like you just would have loved him. He was just, he literally was just one of those people that made everybody feel incredible. But we are like, we're in, he, God brought us all together for a reason. And if we're supposed to pick up this ball and keep running with it, then that's what we're going to do. So. I mean, it's important to carry on the vision that we all four had too. you know, him and Britt creating rock body and then us coming in and kind of refining it. Um, and adding elements to it that that weren't initially in it, but but after it was like infused within the rock body, it they were both like, "Whoa!" And I was like, "This is different, man. This isn't just you know foam foam parties and getting wasted. Like that's not what this is. We're gonna go in and kind of bring an element of what we do to, at Hitch Fit, but even deeper." Um, and do it in really a weekend, pretty much period of time of, of, of four day, uh, four nights and, and five days. And like, you know, Matthew was there, Marcus, like these yeah. people, anyone, I mean, Marcus left and was like, that was the most amazing event I've ever been at ever. Like that was unreal. And, and I said, we have something extremely special here and a group of individuals that are willing to pour themselves out that have been extremely successful in whatever field that they're at, but they understand the bigger picture of what it is that we're creating. Yeah, that's beautiful. Wow, thank you for sharing that. And I got, I was fortunate enough, Matthew and I interviewed Travis uh, oh. 10 days before he passed away. Oh, 
And he lived in Tampa. He, after the interview, he stayed on. He said, take my number. We're going to train at MI40 together. Oh. And I know what you mean by unicorn. Literally oh. a 30 minute interview. The guy gave me his phone number. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Good memories. Yeah. Good memories yeah. Sure. But I mean, I, I'd like to segue into essentially our last topic. And I love that you brought up Brittany and Travis because you've got the two of you, Brittany and Travis, it does take a lot of work to maintain a marriage while running a business and maintain a business <laughs> while running a marriage. <laughs> How do you guys balance it? What's what's the secret to that success? Well, I think with us, the, the luckily, like we are time people, like our like we both our prime primary love language is time. So that is a good thing yeah. <laughs> because it does a lot of time together. But it's it's what we prefer. I know a lot of couples like that's they they don't want to be together necessarily all the time. So that is actually what works well for us. And just communication, like we communicate about everything. Like it's a lot of words. <laughs> and I can only consume so many words per day. <laughs> yeah. But I I think like our rules are just we, we also are very protective of our, our, our date nights and our just time together too. Like we talk business a lot, but we, we do, that's another reason we travel a lot is like, it's a, it's a perspective change. It is a, you know, we love hiking. Like if, if like, I love the beach, but I would rather be on a mountain somewhere. And it's just, just to, to go and just like do things that are physical, but that we're, we're like conquering things together and we just love it. So it's just a very connecting time. We've always been really good about just protecting those boundaries of like, of this is our marriage and this is our business. Like there's a lot of, you know, you know, we'll be hiking up the mountain and Hey, how about this idea? You know, there's obviously that, but, yeah. but we also know we are in a position where we have to pour out for a lot of people. There's a lot of people that are looking to us to be their rock or they're, you know, they're coming to us like, you know, I, I need you emotionally or whatever. So we have to be just so protective of this relationship and make sure this is strong and then make sure individually we're strong too, so that we actually have enough to pour out and to give to, to people too. Yeah. It's so, it's so crucial because we wake up with that desire to want to help every single person. But like she said, like you only have so much in you that you can give per day. Um, and, and it's important that there's some left for the marriage, a good amount for the marriage. Um, and, and so for us, you got to make sure that you're recharging. Communication is gigantic and recharging and then never going to bed angry at one another. That is like another gigantic thing. Like if there's an issue, then we take care of it, you know, and we're, we're not big arguers or fight, you know, like after, after 14 years of a business and being married, as long as we have, like you just hash it out because there's other things we got to, you know, with other things we got to work on and, and, and whatnot. And, and, you know, you do better next time, you know, type of situation. Um, which usually applies to me. Yeah. Um, like pick your laundry up. You didn't clean out your shaker. It's usually laundry and, <laughs> and, and the shakers. shaker bottles that didn't get cleaned out. I mean, yeah. So, really yeah, yeah. But I also have 17 social media pages to manage every single day with content. So sometimes I forget a shaker here and there. But uh, long story yeah. short, Mike, it, it can be, it can be kind of a difficult thing to manage for some people, but if you communicate right, and that goes with marriage in general, 
um, you know, it just, it, it's a unique thing to also run a business together and then still make sure that the, the, the flame of your love is really, really flaming hard too, you know, because you just, you know, we remember being in that attic and having nothing and now having much more. Um, but what is staying foundational is our faith, our love with one another, our lifestyle, some things that were non-negotiable from day one. Yeah. Um, and once those are set in place and there's issues, you take care of them and you move on. That is the most perfect advice. So that leaves us in a, a place where I'm going to need to request a part two, because while we do a little bit of relationships and a little bit of business, I'd like a separate episode just devoted to relationships and another one just about your business. But before <laughs> you guys go, any any last words of advice for a, a budding young entrepreneur who wants to start their own online personal training business? Um, if you're starting a brand new online personal training business, um, we kind of resorted this before, but it's the day in day out grind of content relationships, building a program that is successful. This is, this is not going to be something that a lot of people are going to agree with unless you know exactly what I'm saying. And what I mean by that is, is putting people first before money. Um, and the reason I say that is because when you're chasing money, you are going to be in a ro roller coaster of emotion and up and down. And depending on how that fluctuation of money happens within the business, it's also your emotional state, which then carries over into your business um, where you're feeling this pressure and whatnot. And, and early on, we had nothing. So we understood the importance of like, you know, getting our finances and being disciplined, but it comes down to that. Like you got to be financially disciplined for a while when you don't have a lot either. Um, and then just putting people um, number one in the success of those people, because they are your biggest cheerleaders. They are going to be the people that help you get to the next level. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. So, so if I may summarize, it sounds like impact over income. Yeah. I yep. love that. I love yep. it. Diana, anything, anything else? I, you add? I would just, I would, I would say, I would agree with that. And I would just say, figure out what your lane is and, and who your specific person is that you want to help. And, you know, you, you're not going to be everybody to like, you can't be everything to everybody. So figure out who is your people and then just like, just stay in that. I think it's, I think it's good to just figure out your lane and then and stay in that lane instead of being scattered all over the place. Yeah. Instead of a jack of all trades, yep. like a small niche. Yeah. And that is what you specialize in and become the best at that. Yeah. I love that. Matthew often alludes to going a mile deep instead of a mile wide with mm. your training business. So 100% yep. awesome. Uh, Micah, you mentioned 17 uh, Instagram social media pages. Where can people find you? What are the main uh, ones where if people want to get uh, it? Hitchfit.com is our, our website. Uh, our other one is rockbodyretreat.com. Uh, Mr. Hitchfit on Instagram. I mean, there's if you look up Hitchfit, it's like. Hitchfit like, are our names. We have We're, personal pages. Yeah. Diana Salou, we've got, there's Hitchfit. I have a one page that's just fit over 40 women. That's all just, that's the majority of what I work with now is women over 40. So. So we're not hard to find. Like if you look up Hitch Fit or Rock Body, like you're gonna find us. 
Awesome. Well, guys, I, I can't thank you enough for your time and your energy. And thank you for letting me into your circle for 30 minutes. I, oh, thank I, you. Of course. <laughs> if you like what you heard, please make sure that you subscribe, like, share, rate us, tag us on your social media pages. We will share back. And in the meantime, uh, you know, looking forward to having the Lasserts back for more wisdom and, and uh, have a great rest of your day, everybody. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much. Seriously. Thank you for listening to the Train Revenue Multiplier show. If you love today's episode, head on over to Train Revenue Multiplier on the iTunes and Spotify and subscribe to the show today. Take a screenshot with your phone of this episode and share on your social media and let us know any questions you may have, things you enjoyed about the show or things you want to see more of coming down the pipeline and tag us at Train Revenue Multiplier on your social media. And if you are looking for more real money-making, business-building things to help you grow to the next level in your business, have your more income and have you working smarter and harder in your business, then head on over to trmshow.com to book your free 30-minute business building call today. We look forward to hearing from you, serving you, and of course, delivering more impact for your business. Have a great day. Take care. Let's keep growing.